Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. How would you like to start our very spooky Halloween episode? What if we both just screamed? Okay. One, two, three. Ah! Oh, no, wait! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were going to do that. Ah! Just the first of many spooky surprises. (laughs) (sighs) Little do you know. (laughs) I am... I Shivering have with so many spooky surprises for you. Welcome back to Mystery Team Inc. Welcome. Happy Halloween. The Spooktober episode. <laughs> this is a very mystery Halloween. This is a very Halloween mystery. This is a special episode. Yes. We're doing... Would you like to describe what we're doing? I don't know if I can anymore. Okay. <laughs> That's a good place to start. I don't know what you did. (laughs) Here's the prompt. (laughs) The prompt was, let's tell scary stories, but tailor them for each other. Yeah. Neither of us knows in what direction (laughs) the other other one one went. This prompt. Um, So, I don't know what, I'm not going to say anything about mine, but Maggie's could be genuinely scary. They could be joke scary. They could be just like things that I would be scared of. <laughs> and I'm very nervous. Speaking of which, I have the first spooky Wait, how many surprise you for you. Including this, I have four. Okay, perfect. I have four as well. First, I have a very spooky surprise for you. Oh, God. I'm really nervous. Throughout this Why episode. Why are your hands down there? Stop We're going to play an improv game. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, no! No! That's right. Throughout the episode, you're hell. going to... Welcome to hell. We have to crack this beer before you tell me which fucking improv game you're going to make me play. Okay. Oh my so God. So ceremonially crack the beer. I truly hate you. <laughs> to Halloween. Ugh, to improv. May it be spooky. No. <laughs> it's already a nightmare. I know that the thing that scares you the most is improv. It truly is. <sighs> All right. <laughs> what improv game are you going to make me fucking play? Throughout the episode, at random intervals, you're going to have to pull out a piece of paper and just read what's on it. <laughs> I have questions. Go on. What do you mean? And then do I just read it and that's yeah. it? Yeah. It's like that improv game where you are doing a scene and then you oh, have to just pull out stuff from a hat and incorporate okay, it in the great, story. Great, 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 Okay, that's going to be real difficult. You're welcome. Love you. <laughs> do we need to do any business? Uh, I don't have any. I think because it's a Halloween episode, we don't even, even if we had business, we could just be like, fuck it. Okay, great. our greatest fear is not doing business. No business. Okay. I'm ready for spooky Halloween. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I technically went first because I made you play improv. Oh, is that one of them? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of them. God damn it. (laughs) How are we going to determine when I have to do improv? (laughs) I determine it. God damn it. Okay. (laughs) I'm furious. Okay. Here's your first spooky story. Okay. Do you want me to do it in a spooky voice? I guess so. Maybe I don't. Okay, I'll start it. I'll do the first sentence. 
in a spooky voice. Okay. This one customer I used to have <laughs> no! to deal with. No! No! Car accident, no! man. Still terrorizes local restaurants <laughs> to this day. Is this like an urban legend about a bad customer? Is this a personal story you wrote? No. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. Just listen. His entire MO would be to establish a rapport with the bar where he would drink a bottle or so of white and tip generously, boasting that he was in a car accident and won a settlement for a large enough amount of money that he would, quote, never have to work again. At this point, he would ask to speak to a manager to introduce himself and work his magic. He would promise them business, lots and lots of repeat business, including private parties that he himself would host. This was enough to sucker most restaurant managers into kissing his behind. Once the hook was set, he would deliver his typewritten and printed list of demands. Here they are in all of their insane glory. Oh my god, I'm so excited. One, I insist on female waitresses only. Oh no, right out the gate. Right out the gate. Two, they must be between the ages of 18 and 25 only. Ooh, didn't waste any time getting even creepier. Three, brown or blonde hair tied in a neat ponytail only. Oh. Four. Who was adhering to this? Listen. Four, no excessive makeup. If I so request, she must wash her face before continuing to serve me. What? Five, no glasses. Contacts are fine, but only natural colors. Six, no other staff will speak to me during my meals, only my agreed upon waitress. Seven, if I am dining with a companion, she must only speak to me and present the check to only me. I will order for everyone I bring in, and this includes my private parties. Eight, I will be addressed as Mr. Tom and Mr. Tom only. Nine, I reserve the right to request a different waitress if I disapprove of anything listed above. Wow, that's horrible. It continues. He would yell at other employees for trying to help his server by clearing dishes, refilling water and tea, etc. And he would come in three to four times a week, always at lunch, and would always drink a bottle or more of white adult grape juice with his meal and leave... Three sheets to the wind. Now I have to pick a fucking thing. (laughs) I love improv. (laughs) Please send me an email and tell me about your favorite improv games (laughs) to KaylaV at gmail.com. Bet you wish we had that other email now, don't you? (laughs) No. I still don't want to open a friendship email. (laughs) You make it Is this bad. why you wanted to open a friendship email? <laughs> no, I just thought of it. Ugh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> May I have another? He didn't drive himself anymore after the accident. He had a driver, so the manager never cut him off. He would always find one girl he preferred at each restaurant and constantly call and ask for their specific schedule so he could plan his, quote, visits. Oh, I hate this. The girls all hated waiting on him because he was a misogynistic creep but he did tip well so i was told he used to come into the restaurant i was bartending at which is how i first met him but as i left and started bartending at other places he would just show up one day and the dance would begin anew we later found out that when he crossed the line and was told that his behavior would not be tolerated he would cause a big scene and declare that he would never do business there again and move on to a new place i had the pleasure of seeing him in three of the bar restaurants i worked in although i knew not to speak to him because i was male and he was abhorrent the third place I worked, I introduced him to our GM, who was female. Upon being, pre- upon being presented with his list of demands, he la- she laughed in his face and asked him to leave. I then got to regale her with all of my other stories about car accident Tom. Fast forward 10 years, and I head out... <laughs> And I head out with my li- my wife to get lunch at a new place by my work in the town I used to live. And lo and behold, there is car accident man sipping white adult grape juice and ogling his young brunette waitress. I asked the bartender how long, he had, co- how long he had been coming here. And she ogling? said, ogling. You say ogling? Yeah. <laughs> like an ogre. I say like ogling. Is that wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, keep going. Okay. I asked the bartender how long he had been coming here, and she said four months, and he only comes in when that particular waitress works. Isn't that weird? And it ends with, sure is, pal. Sure is. (laughs) (laughs) That was a spooky story. Isn't that scary? Yeah, that was scary. (laughs) (laughs) All right, your turn. Okay. My first story for you is an excerpt 
from oh god the disaster artist no, my life what? inside the room the greatest bad movie ever made by greg sestero oh my goodness oh my goodness <laughs> i'm a little like i'm very excited about this <laughs> On the first day of the room's production, it was my job to make sure Tommy got up and to the set on time. Oh, God. Is that it? That's a nightmare. (laughs) Um, This would remain my job for the entirety of filming, during which Tommy was routinely three to four hours late. Oh, my God. I'm going to rip my eyeballs out. Are you scared yet? Yes. In my defense, Tommy's interior clock is more attuned to the circadian frequencies of a bat or possum than a man. He typically goes to bed around 6 or 7 in the morning and gets up at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Yet, he was insisting on morning shoots for the room. Of course. After quitting my job at French Connection, I parked my luminary in Tommy's driveway. (laughs) I walked through his front door, which was ajar, and called his name. No answer. There was a kettle of boiling water on his stove, whistling away. I took the nearly empty kettle off and went upstairs. Tommy's bedroom door was closed, but I heard him make a few grumbly noises, one of which sounded like five minutes. I went back downstairs and sat on his couch where I found a note from him to me that said, You will not receive majority of candy, parentheses 95%. Sorry, you will receive majority of candy, 95%, when, com- when completion of production. I'm not Santa Claus. What? Candy oh, okay. was Tommy's unusually creepy slang for money. It was typical Tommy behavior to delay revealing an agreement's fine print until after the handshake. After 20 minutes, I went back upstairs and knocked on his door. Five minutes, Tommy said again. I realized, sitting there on his couch, that there was a pretty significant loophole in Tommy's payment plan. What if we never completed production? (laughs) (laughs) Tommy briefly appeared on the staircase, looking disheveled. We take your car, okay? Okay, I said. But why? Because these people talk if they see my car. He started heading back to his room. We're late, I said. When will you be ready to go? Five minutes, he said. What kind of car does he drive? Greg? No, Tommy. I don't know. Soon I was... like a a black Mercedes or something. I kind of remember that from the film. I feel like it's like a convertible or something. It's something silly. Yeah. Soon I was lying down on the couch. Tommy's plan was kind of ingenious when I thought about it. How better to incentivize my involvement in the film... How else to convince me to wait on his couch for an hour after he told me he'd only be five minutes? What was Tommy doing? Primping, getting dressed, getting undressed, reprimping, doing pull-ups, <laughs> getting dressed, <laughs> primping again, no. falling asleep. No. At one point, I marched up the stairs. Wait, to was an- that a definitive list or a list of guesses? I think it was a definitive list. At one point, I marched up the stairs to inform Tommy that he couldn't be two hours late on the first day of filming his own movie. But before I could give him his bl- this blast of tough love truth, Tommy walked out of his bedroom wearing white surgical gloves stained to the wrist with black hair dye. Oh my god. Tommy had actually decided to re-dye his hair before heading to the set. Oh my god. I went back downstairs and started watching Spy Game. Tommy had hundreds of DVDs scattered all over the floor, though I'm not sure he watched many of them. By the time Spy Game was over, Tommy was ready to go. <gasps> the end, the whole... We were four hours late now, and we hadn't even stopped at 7-Eleven for Tommy's customary five cans of Red Bull. Oh my god. I think this could be deemed an inauspicious beginning. The room was being filmed on the Highland Avenue lot of Burns and Sawyer, which over the last five decades had become a legendary provider of cameras and equipment to mainstream Hollywood film and television productions. Burns and Sawyer's owner, Bill Muir, had made the unusual decision to let Tommy use the company's parking lot and small studio space because Tommy had made the breathtakingly expensive decision to purchase, rather than rent, Stop it. all of his equipment. Stop it! <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. he purchased all of the equipment this was a million dollar investment that not even large hollywood studios would dare 
Camera and filmmaking technology is always improving and anything regarded as cutting edge will be obsolete within 12 months. Tommy's purchases included two Panasonic HD cameras. Oh my God, kill me. A 35 millimeter film camera. Kill me. A dozen extremely expensive lenses. No. And a moving truck full of RFlex lighting equipment. No. With what... Good old Ari's. With one careless gesture, Tommy threw a century of prevailing film production wisdom into the wind. He bought... Probably he the bought most... Our, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> Probably the most wasteful and pointless aspect of the room's production was Tommy's decision to simultaneously shoot his movie with both a 35 millimeter no. camera no. and a high definition camera. I'm going to kill someone. In 2002, an HD and 35 millimeter film camera cost around $250,000 combined. The lenses ran from twenty dollars to $40,000 a piece. And of course, you had to hire an entirely different crew to operate each one. <laughs> Tommy had I a might ma- leave. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy had a mount constructed that was able to accommodate both of the 35 no. millimeter camera. That's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. <laughs> and the HD camera at the same time, meaning Tommy needed two different crews and two different lighting systems on set at all times. The film veterans on set had no idea why Tommy was doing this. Tommy was doing this because he wanted to be the first filmmaker to ever do so. He never stopped to ask himself why no one had tried. I navigated. Oh my god! (laughs) It's almost over. I navigated my loud coughing Lumina through the parked trucks and construction equipment toward Tommy's reserved spot, which had been ostentatiously blocked off with large orange cones. Guess who put them there? The best description I ever heard of Tommy was that he looks like one of the anonymous Uzi lugging goons who appeared for two seconds in a Jean Claude Van Damme film before getting kicked off a catwalk. That's what Tommy looked like now, sans Uzi. This particular day, he was wearing tennis shoes, black slacks, a loose and billowy dark blue dress shirt, and sunglasses, his hair secured in a ponytail by his favorite purple scrunchie. As we walked from the car to the set, he was yelling in every direction. Why are you standing around like Statue of Liberty? Do your job. You, move those here. And you, film operators, don't touch anything for HD. Be delicate. We need to hurry. There is no time for waste. <laughs> Everyone stared back at him with expressions that said, are you fucking kidding me? Tommy was ludicrously late for his own shoot, and his first leadership step was to hassle the crew. It was a, it was not a hot day, but I was already sweating. That, Is that I, the worst production story you've ever heard? And worst. it's not even, it's just the beginning. It's, we haven't even gotten to set yet, I basically. I might have to read that book. <laughs> but know. also, it's going to make me want to rip my eyeballs out of my head. Correct. That was horrible. I'm very upset. Good. It's supposed to be horrible. Okay, are you ready? I guess I have to be. Okay. This is another story. I've been happily married for 10 years now. I'm still very much in love, and he's my best friend, and we normally never argue. Ah! (laughs) The end. I'm not even sure if this was an argument, but it left me feeling lonely, unsupported, and isolated from his side of the family. The relationship with his parents has been strained. They own a number of mouse figurines. (laughs) You can't just say that. You can't just say that. It just, I mean, wait. They are made from different materials, and one is a giant paper mache one called Timothy. No. Each of them has a whole character profile with backstories, personal preferences, family relations, etc. And all of them are seen as part of the family. Timothy, even as my in-law's grandchild. No. What unsettles me is that they constantly talk as them with other mice or each other slash guests. They'll use a high-pitched tone, and they'll talk in a manner that little children use. For instance, my husband's father will squeakingly say, I'm pulling a piece of paper. Is that what you're wearing? For instance, my husband's father will squeakingly say, My tummy hurts! I'm hungry! Oh, I hate that. While wiggling a mouse plushie in my face. I'm then expected to answer the mouse and get it, not him, something to eat. (laughs) They do this constantly. In fact, most of the time, the mice are talking, not them. Till now, I've never said anything judgy, but I usually avoid talking to the mice and instead address the person talking. I've never talked as a mouse. 
His parents have noticed this and have often tried forcing me into it. They are visibly upset that I won't participate and have gifted me mice figurines on several occasions that I haven't used. Wait, I under- what would you use them for? <laughs> to talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that it's probably them welcoming me into the family, but I'm just too creeped out by it. When they visit us, they force me to get them out of the closet and display them, and I feel invaded by that. Open parentheses. At the same time, I feel silly about feeling invaded by inanimate objects. Close parentheses. Today, it escalated when we announced that I am pregnant, and my father-in-law replied that it would be wonderful... (laughs) ...if Volleyball warned me about you. (laughs) If you're new here, Volleyball was my... Imaginary childhood friend who was an animate football. (laughs) Anthropomorphic football. (laughs) Who lived in the garage. She didn't really come in the house. (laughs) Oh, we forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Maggie. And I'm Kayla. (laughs) That was our most successful rejection ever movie. And that's volleyball. (laughs) He's here. He's always here. He's always. Don't look slightly to my left. That's creepy. He's nice, though. Sometimes when we would go out of the house and he would come with us, stop looking, stop it, stop. <laughs> I spooked her. She just looked to my left and then slowly looked up. <laughs> I hate it. I hate being friends like with I good actors. Like I was following a, fl- a floating ball. <laughs> I hate being friends with good actors. Oh, you think I'm a good actor? I was just saying that for your benefit. Oh. Just kidding. Yes, I do, yes. obviously. <laughs> okay. Today it escalated when we announced that I am pregnant and my father-in-law replied that it would be wonderful, quote, to soon have two grandchildren by the first he met Timothy. (laughs) The paper mache mouse. For the first time, I got angry and said that he didn't have a grandchild yet and that my child wasn't comparable to a paper mache mouse. Say it again for the people in the back. My you, child. My child is not comparable to a paper mache mouse. <laughs> they got very angry, and I got screamed at as Timothy <laughs> for disrespecting him. He called me stupid. This is the conflict I need advice for. If you haven't figured this out, this is in our relationships post. Yeah. Instead of supporting me, my husband stayed silent the whole time and later told me that many people's stuffed animals talk and that he can't understand how I'm so in how, he can't understand how I'm so tolerant in everything but this. I was crying at this point, but he didn't comfort me, which is very unlike him and how I know that he is truly upset as well. I've been very sad as I'm a family-oriented person and I've always regretted that I don't feel included in his side of the family. His parents have always acted cold towards me, although I've made an effort to take a genuine interest in their lives and to build a bond with them. After my outburst, it's obviously even worse. I feel lonely and unsure, and I don't know how to act anymore or how to make him understand that I need him to do something. I don't even know what I want him to do exactly. I'm scared that he will reject me for being, quote, difficult and putting him in an uncomfortable position, but at the same time, I feel like I can't stand this anymore. I'm scared that they'll do this to our child or make them feel unloved. So, I'm looking for advice on how to deal with this situation. Should I press the issue or accept the situation and try to avoid them? How should I deal with this once our child is born? The TLDR is... (laughs) My in-laws communicate as and via mouse figurines who they see as family members. (laughs) I don't want to participate and told them my child would be different from and more important than a mouse grandchild. (laughs) They got really angry, and instead of supporting me, my husband thinks I should be more tolerant. (laughs) Wow, that was horrible. Right? Yeah, I hated that. I know. Thanks for sharing that horrible story. You're welcome. I thought it would scare you a little. It did. (laughs) Truly. Especially the part where they were happily married for 10 years. (laughs) Ah! Um, Should we take... A break? Yeah, let's take a little break. Okay, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back after these messages. Is that a dog kennel? It's a wolf pack. Oh, well, it's scarier if it's a dog kennel. There we go. (laughs) Great. I was just thinking about all those unadopted dogs, and that scared me. Oh, that's sad. I know. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to a very spooky Halloween mystery team. Mink. You got there. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing about improv. <laughs> Kayla's so mad at me right now. I'm furious. Tell us your thing about improv. Because uh, here's my thing about improv. <laughs> Don't go in that lake. <laughs> Which is true. Don't go in the lake of improv. I feel like it was invented by some mediocre white man who was like, I'm funny, but I am not like joke funny. Like I can't like write jokes like a comedian. So what I should do is get a group of my other friends who are funny, but not joke funny and make friends of ours pay money to watch us quote unquote be funny for an hour mm-hmm. and then I can charge people money for me to teach them the rules of being not joke funny improv is the original we should totally have our own reality show oh my god am I right like or am I right I love our group of friends we totally need to re- no you don't yeah you're not that we funny we should have our own show say the girls who started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> Uh, speaking of look at yourself in the mirror, true story, earlier when I was playing with this soundboard, I was like, why is there no lightning sound? The word I was looking for (laughs) was thunder. Yes. (laughs) There's no lightning sound. Although at work the other day, or when was it? There was thunder and lightning happening somewhere recently. And I said, ugh, I just don't like lightning sounds. (laughs) So you also fell for that. (laughs) It's because we're from LA. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) Um, is it my turn to do a spoopy story? I don't remember. Did we end on the mouse story? We did. Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to read you some terrible Bumble bios. No! no! I'm ready. Okay, let me set the scene. You just matched with this guy. Why? Be- because his dog, or is his photo? <laughs> because his photo has a dog in it. Okay, great. But this is what his bio says. (laughs) Midwest raised. No. Entrepreneur. No. Sugar daddy. Uh? (laughs) (laughs) I won't trust you unless you love dogs and dislike most people. I'm a six, but add two for my personality. No. 1.5 for my toys I subtly have in my picks. 0.5 0.5 for my pot Costco card. No, I don't hike, and the only running I do is from my problems. Looking for something casual, drinks socially, never smokes, 5'10", graduate degree, moderate polit- politically, oh. doesn't want babies, and never smokes weed. I have gotten to a point where I automatically left swipe on anyone who says moderate. I, yeah, no, yeah. That's never. a hard pass. Yeah, never. Sorry, I was looking for like a scream. That's fine. That was the sound of a kaleidoscope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. That's exactly what that was. I'm I, really curious what water phone is. Go. Ooh. I like that one. I'm going to use that. That's a spooky harp, but no. What would make that noise? A water, a water phone. phone. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'm ready for the next one. Just moved to CA from NY. No. Travel, sports, the usual. No. Fake doctor, and then in parentheses, PhD. Sorry I'm not going to fire off pickup lines and first date questions. Let's have an actual conversation. Absolutely not. Yeah, I flex a lot, but let's not act like your three bikini pics were by accident. Thinking emoji. I want to go on a date with him just so that I can... kill him <laughs> that's a good that's a that's definitely a fun first date activity because you know what that date would be it would be him telling you <clears throat> all about how great he is like he probably traveled to thailand pet a sedated tiger and like shit like he was like i took a gap year oh oh yeah he did yeah, i'm sure that guy definitely took a gap year i'm scared <laughs> jeff no 36 no business consultant at <sighs> self no you can't be ass. <laughs> I'm short, fat, 
ugly, dumb, bald, lazy, no job, no car, no money, no ambition, no fun, and horrible in bed. It's all about managing expectations, but most importantly, quality over quantity. 510, active, Virgo, undergraduate degree, drinks socially, smokes, never, animals, none, smokes, weed, socially, we're looking for a relationship, wants kids someday, spiritual, moderate. I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate it so much. Derek. No. (laughs) Don't ask me to meet up for a cup of coffee or out for a drink. There is more to life than being cliche. I speak my mind and I rarely don't know what I want. <laughs> Six four, active, Sagittarius, graduate degree, drinks socially. I'm sorry. I rarely don't know what I want. Also, don't ask me for coffee or drinks. What do you want to do? <laughs> Probably go for a hike, I'm assuming. He wants to like, do you want to binge that new serial killer series that I'm going to pretend to be into because apparently that's a thing now? I feel like you're giving him more credit than he deserves. He deserves literally no credit. So to give him any <laughs> credit would saying. be false. Tristan. Oh. 34. Professional hot wing enthusiast at Hot Wings R Us. Hot Wing University, 1948. This is not funny. I know I'm not the most attractive guy. However, I have been eating a lot of hot wings lately. So before you swipe <laughs> left on this ugly duckling, just know that in two or three months, this hot wing therapy is going to pay off and turn me into a Justin Timberlake or a Fabio. 5'8", active Aries. Who starts a dating profile and thinks, you know what I think my theme is going to be? Hot wings. Hot wings. That's just the one. That's the thing. That's it. Rick, 35. This is the beginning of his bio. Not my little girl. My best friends. But I hope one day I have a little princess of my own. Uh. Hope you like accents, haha, and 6'4", guys. Travel and amazing restaurants are my weak spots. Spin the globe emoji. Point a place. Pack a bag and hurry up because the flight leaves in an hour. Also, an hour. Why is this is the scariest thing you've said tonight? Also, pack a bag because the flight leaves in an hour. We're in Los Angeles. <laughs> We're never gonna get to the airport. We should have been at the airport an, <laughs> an hour, hour and a ago. half ago, <laughs> drinking in the Guy Fieri restaurant. I didn't you're so right. A person saying pack a bag, our flight leaves in an hour in, in a LA. place with a major airport <laughs> is literally a human nightmare and should be. Do you want to hear the last line of his yes. profile? Yep. Also, why is guac extra? I can't. I six this four. Is my, I, active. Graduate degree. Drinks socially. Smokes cigarettes. Never. No, I hate this person. This is my least favorite person on earth. Pa- what? What? Uh, even if we were going to the Burbank or Van Nuys airport. Correct. I'm furious and terrified. I know making the first move may be a new concept for you. Oh, right but, out the gate. But give it your best shot. Ooh. Adventurer, traveler, of course. whiskey connoisseur, uh-huh. sports enthusiast. Yeah, he 6'2", like- Gemini, undergraduate degree, relationship. I love whiskey connoisseur because he's like, I know... I've had a Japanese whiskey before. Yeah, yes. He's so had like Mika one He's time. He had coffee. coffee. But he thinks there's coffee in it. Yeah. Uh, the number of whiskey connoisseurs that come into the bar and are like, Try oh, this love. coffee whiskey like, to their had... date. Well, no, they say it to me. Like mm. when I'm bartending, they'll be like, oh, I love Nika coffee. Like you can taste the coffee. And I'm like, well. It doesn't actually have coffee in it. It doesn't have coffee in it. I'm just going to do everyone a coffee. favor right now and let them know that <laughs> Nika coffee whiskey does not have coffee in it. And it's not, co- it's not even spelled, it's spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y. It's, spelled, yeah. it's yeah. like something about how it's distilled. It has nothing to do with coffee. <clears throat> Jared. Oh, God. Six foot, 175 pounds, healthy fit, no ink mods, neat clean, eat zero animals, brush two times, floss 365, has all teeth, zero STIs, 20-20 vision, zero wives slash kids, 822 FICO, zero addictions, New Jersey slash NYC to SD in O2. You're not New Jersey (laughs) slash NYC! This is also one of my pet peeves. This means you're from New Jersey. When you meet people who are like, I'm from the city. And you're like, where? And they're like, Newark. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I'm like, that's like saying you're from LA, but you're, you're from, from Long Island. County. You're from fucking Long Island. You're not from DC. You're from Maryland. 
owns new car, condo, and Vitamix. 136% funnier than Vitamix is not on the same level as a new car and a condo. 136% funnier than your ex. Just turn 40, ask your doctor if Jared is right for you. Six foot, active, undergraduate degree, never smokes. I wonder if his, like, other shitty friends, like, more shitty men helped him write that or if he did it on his own. Uh, I feel like he just thought that was a good idea. Like, he got a little, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he got the idea and then he just kind of went for it. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Kelsey Prince, who wrote the article and pulled all those screenshots. Thank you, Kelsey, for ruining I'm my so sorry. life. <laughs> Kelsey, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. Those are, I mean, they're terrible good. Yeah. Your turn. I'm not going to tell you the title of this. Okay. <laughs> it was just a normal day at Dr. Phil's studio when his life no! changed forever. <laughs> Is this fan fiction about Dr. Phil? It better not be erotic fan fiction about Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil was on stage sitting with his... (laughs) Kayla knows I love Dr. Phil. Sitting with his cute petite feet dangling down. No. (laughs) No. No. Now let's welcome Trent, Dr. Phil said with no enthusiasm whatsoever. (laughs) When Trent walked on stage... Dr. Phil felt a connection with him immediately. He was attracted to his darling smile, perfect hair, and killer eyes. No! 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 Dr. Phil felt his face get red and looked away quickly. Maggie is a joy to have in class, (laughs) Trent said while smirking at Dr. Phil. You can read the real quote now. You want to hear the real quote? Mm-hmm. Sup, Trent said. Oh, it was better the other way. Yeah. Although there was a live audience, they felt like they were the only two people in the room. Oh my God, I hate this so much. So, I can't do Dr. Phil's voice. Trent. I've Trent. Heard, I've heard you've been a naughty boy. No. Dr. Phil no! Subtly, subtly winked at the teenager, forgetting that they had a 48-year age difference. No. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Trent returned Dr. Phil's flirtatious gesture, <laughs> making the entire room uncomfortable, especially Robin, who was watching with utter <gasps> disgust. No, Robin! Just as Dr. Phil was reaching over to touch Trent, semicolon, Robin jumped up and shut the show down. Robin took Dr. Phil by the arm and yanked him out of the seat. No bell tolls for us. <laughs> Dr. Phil carefully mouthed a trend. <laughs> I love improv. <laughs> I'll see you later, Dr. Phil carefully mouthed Trent. Trent blushed and hopped out of his seat. I can't believe Robin shut the whole live show down. Oh, it gets better. He couldn't wait to see the man of his dreams later. Apparently, Dr. Phil couldn't wait either. Because 15 minutes later, he came back with a box of chocolate, a ring... <laughs> And 1,693 roses. <laughs> Where did he get 1,693 roses on such short notice? <laughs> Usually you can only get them in bundles of 17. Yeah. <clears throat> Trent sighed when he noticed Dr. Phil come in with a myriad of presents. <sighs> what are you doing? <laughs> Two, one. One, Trent exclaimed, running over to hug the tired and very sweaty doctor. He's not a doctor technically anymore. I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, presents. Love you. Dr. Phil fell into a heap Is on the he floor. dying? Trent immediately freaking out. Semicolon. <laughs> shaking his lover in hopes of bring him back to consciousness. Mm-mm. After standing in shock for a few minutes... <laughs> A very upset Trent called 911 and got an ambulance to pick Dr. Phil up. Trent stayed by Dr. Phil's side the whole night. Although unconscious, <laughs> Trent knew Dr. Phil could sense he was in the presence of the one who loved him the most. At around midnight, Robin came to visit Dr. Phil, and when she saw Trent, she became very annoyed. I am Sand Moon! <laughs> Robin shoved her wedding ring braggingly in the teenage boy's face. <laughs> Sand Moon! Sand Moon is 
like senpai. We will never know what Sam is. Robin actually said, this is in all caps and um, written like it's an AIM message. Okay. Uh, what are you doing, BC? This is my husband last time I checked. Not oars. <laughs> Robin shoved her wedding ring braggingly in the teenage boy's face. Almost as if Dr. Phil knew he had to protect his lover. He woke up and said with no hesitation, Robin, I want to divorce you nasty toe. (laughs) Did he call her a nasty toe? I'm going to start calling you a nasty toe. Please. (laughs) Mother, give me my crown. (laughs) Robin pointed at the teenage boy who was lit up with excitement. It's not the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh oh. You love improv. I love. Ow. Oh, <laughs> damn That's it! Ghost say it. of improv. You were gonna say. It. I was gonna say I didn't hate it. No, you love improv now. <laughs> you yeah. guys heard her, right? She was gonna say I love improv. No, I wasn't. <laughs> the real quote is what? Question mark. Semicolon. Question mark. Question mark. Um. Slash exclamation point dash for him two question marks all in caps (laughs) robin pointed at the teenage boy who was lit up with excitement dr phil opened his mouth to reply but comma robin left before he could answer trent sat on dr phil's hospital (laughs) and rubbed his mostly bald head dr phil sobbed quietly while trent tried to comfort him i want to try something trent said no he leaned over and closed his eyes, semicolon, about to kiss Dr. Phil's luscious lips. No. Historically luscious. No. <laughs> Just as their lips were about to come in contact, the nurse came into the room. You can leave now, she said, pretending as if she didn't see what had just happened. Why was he in his hospital in the first place? <laughs> he was sweaty and he fell over. <laughs> right. And Trump was like, two, one, one. <laughs> right, I forgot. Phil and Trent left the hospital together. I really wanted to give him smooches, Dr. Phil mumbled quietly to himself. <laughs> Suddenly, a fragrance by Britney Spears. <laughs> Suddenly, the wise doctor had a wonderful idea. I'm going to take you somewhere special. No. Dr. Phil winked at Trent, who was treading alongside his forbidden lover. No. Dr. Phil hopped on his bright pink motorcycle, and Trent got behind him, clutching onto Dr. Phil's petite waist. Again, fell asleep at <laughs> Where are we going? Trent shouted over the loud roar of the motorcycle. Dr. Phil ignored his question and continued driving. After an hour, Dr. Phil stopped. I and- love painting Dr. Phil as like a bad boy teen with a motorcycle. Exactly. After an hour, Dr. Phil stopped at a dingy motel in the middle of nowhere. We're here, cowboy. Let's go. Mm-mm. Dr. Phil slapped no. Trent's butt no. and let him inside the sketchy building. Dr. Phil went to the front desk and rang the bell sitting on the counter. Yo, Pam, it's Dr. P. I want my usual room. (laughs) Does Dr. Phil have, like, a prostitute room at this motel all the time? Just wait. Dr. Phil smirked at Trent, who was blushing, and his face was full of confusion. Where are we? Trent was starting to get worried. It's okay, babe. I do this all the time. Dr. Phil squeezed Trent's cheek. After a few moments of uncomfortable silence, Pam came to the desk and gave Dr. Phil his key. Have fun, you two. Pam winked and strutted away. It's you, T-O-O. You, too. Have fun. You, You too. (laughs) Dr. Phil took Trent's hand and led him to their hotel room. Room number 666. (gasps) (laughs) Dr. Phil unlocked the door and led Trent inside. The inside of the room had a very dark and gloomy feeling. Trant, do you know who I am? Dr. Phil glared at the wide-eyed teenager and smirked. Trent suddenly became clammy and pale. Uh, uh. Trent almost lost consciousness when Dr. Phil carried him to the bed and laid him down gently. I'm Satan, Dr. Phil grinned, and you're my sex slave.
<laughs> Water bomb. Ah! Wow, that was great. It's not over. Oh, no. <laughs> that reveal was great, I mean. Right? Trent jumped off the bed and shrieked. Man, I may be gay, but I'm not gay for Satan. <laughs> Trent pulled a cross out of his pocket. <laughs> We're all gay for Satan. All, I'm gay for Satan. Trent pulled a cross out of his pocket and threw it at Dr. Phil. May the power of Jesus be with you! Trent screamed and Satan suddenly bursted into a ball of flames. The end. <laughs> wow, that was great. Do you want to know what that was called? Yeah. Well, there's different parts to it. So, also, I have to tell you. Wattpad? Wattpad, obviously, yeah. because I had to subscribe with our email. Oh, I thought that when we got that email, I thought that was because I somehow accidentally subscribed because I was going to read you a Slendy boyfriend <gasps> Oh my God, I'm so fiction. glad we both came up with bad fanfic ideas. Yeah. Um, so when I was looking for Dr. Phil fanfiction, because that was literally <laughs> the first idea I had, <laughs> I found multiple Shrek cross no. Dr. Phil no, sexy no, fanfics, but no. they were all too long. Yeah. Unfortunately. So the first chapter of this one is called Forbidden Love. Yeah. The second one is called Somebody Call 911. <laughs> the, third, Two, one, one. <laughs> the third is The Doctor Has a Surprise. Mm-mm. The fourth is Room 666, obviously. And the fifth is Dr. Phil's Dirty Secret. And then the last one is called Gay for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Wasn't that great and terrifying? Yes. <laughs> Is it time? No bell tolls for us. Um, so I have two options for you. Oh, God. The two options were a brief explanation of the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because that shit is scary. And I think what I'm actually going to do, which is a thread from Reddit, r slash mgtow. What is that? Men going their own way. Oh, God. This subreddit is for men going their own way, forging their own identities, and paths to self-defined success. No. It has 133,000 followers to the thread. This was posted one day ago. Oh, God. It has 1.3 thousand upvotes. Oh, God. And it has... 330 comments. <laughs> it's called Women Thanking Feminism. Women Thanking Feminism? This is... So the original post is a screenshot of two comments from women mm-hmm. on Facebook. Great. And this is really spooky. Okay. <laughs> Jenny G says... I miss the traditional families from, like, the 50s. (laughs) I think that's how things worked the best. A man working, a woman staying home, cleaning, cooking, and raising the kids. It's society that has made it to where a woman is a failure for being a stay-at-home mom. Now they're stressed to the max. Kids are being raised by their school, and men come home to a chaotic house while being belittled by a stressed wife. Then on top of that, technology, social media, etc. has made a culture to where you can move on to someone else so easily. No need to be tied down to one man or woman. Men are turning to men or men going their own way. Women are on the meds and turning into blue-haired cat ladies. Oh, I wish males would be <laughs> gentlemen is... <laughs> and females would be ladies. Alicia replied, Jenny G, I'd love to be a stay-at-home wife and eventually a mom, but here I am working 40-plus hours a week, stressed out to the max, can't get pregnant because of stress probably, and always too tired to do anything. Thank you, feminists, for making women today overworked, fatherless, and miserable. (laughs) I don't know what she meant by fatherless, but... Alicia, (laughs) you're welcome. Here's what the men had to say. Oh, great. That's always one I want to hear. This user's name is 318 Red Pill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Feminism doesn't even help the women it claims to. Actually, we should be the ones thanking feminism for showing us the true nature of the females and how much better life is without them. They claimed not oh, to need men. This is an interesting term. When in reality, it's men that don't need women. 
I'm glad they are encouraged to finally get their lazy asses into the workforce. <gasps> now they just need to start building the bridges, fighting the wars, and working in the coal mines to finally stop mooching off the hard work of men. This is an interesting take. Although, let me know if they ever start building a bridge so I can make sure I never drive on that death trap. Snapshot now replied, hold on, hold there on, is already on. a collapsed bridge no. built by a woman. No, I... Hold on. So he's saying... <laughs> Women should be building bridges, mm-hmm. but also <laughs> he's into STEM for women. <laughs> yes, thank you. More women in STEM. Mm-hmm. So women should build bridges, but also not because they'll collapse. Right. So what? What, <laughs> what does he want? What do you want? <laughs> what is that? Does but also does he think that it's because like women have like lady arms and they can't like drill bolts in or is it because that like the engineers designing the bridge if they were women would design a fault like which part of the build you know who fucking wrote that mothman (laughs) (laughs) george leonard mothman was like i sure wish a woman would build a bridge so it would collapse i said it multiple times before quote Feminism is a blessing in disguise for men. Quote, traditionalism is real feminism in disguise. Hmm. The issue is that men long to be weak-ass cucks that are completely miserable. We long to be slaves that give up everything we love for a drug. Feminism made it easy to see the true nature of women. Women were still just as awful. You just didn't see it in public. But the wife would show it to you all on a daily basis. Feminism also forces men away from the drug until they get through the withdrawal phase. It is like forcibly keeping a drug addict away from his drugs. He will hate you, scream for the drugs constantly, talk about how awful life is without the drugs, but then thank you for saving his life a few years down the line. AKA, feminism makes men's lives better indirectly. Even makes sex easy to get for men, while making women miserable. Like Snapshot now implied, women built a bridge they thought would be amazing and it collapsed on them. I, I don't know if he knows that's not meant to be a metaphor. Traditionalism, yeah, on the other hand, literal bridges. <laughs> is awful for men. It is all about making women happy at men's expense, taking advantage of the drug by using it as a carrot on the stick. The stick. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I can't get my thoughts straight because my brain is <laughs> melting. So are is this are these people are men going their own way? <laughs> like are they the opposite of incels? Like are they v, like voluntary celibates? I think they're like Fleetwood Mac cuz they're going their own way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I but I truly am um confused I'm confused about what the po- like I understand that they hate women and it's obviously because they can't get laid. But are they now taking a stance like, we don't even want to get laid? Or is it... Men need women for sex. Okay. Women need men to provide for them. No. The truth, though, is that the value of sex has gone down so much due to contraceptives that it's not worth paying 20 to 50K yearly to provide for a woman who's going to fuck you once a week, being generous here, which equates to 400, which is $1,000 per fuck, when a super hot hooker would ask way less than that. Wait... So he's saying that the fact that you can't get pregnant has lowered the value because condoms feel worse. Like, is that the argument? No. Wait. (laughs) He said the value of sex has Has gone gone down down because because of contraceptives. contraceptives. So are you saying that because you can't? Oh, because you, before, if you had sex with someone, and you got pregnant, like, you were stuck with them. But now, you don't have to be stuck with women. So, so I feel the like value... maybe the value has gone up. <laughs> but meaning that you don't have to marry that person anymore to have sex with them. You can just have sex with whoever you want. What's the problem with that? Nothing. He's just saying that the value of sex has gone down because of it. He's saying you don't have to pay to support oh, a woman. the literal price of yes. it. Yes. Emotionally, existentially, or financially. No, just financially. Just financially. (laughs) (laughs) The point of feminism is to give the economic and political benefits that used to flow to average slash attractive women who made good wives to defective women. That is, women who were too unattractive or unpleasant to get a husband. Defective? Too 
unattractive or unpleasant to get a husband. I know. I'm that. Me too. I'm not defective. Not at all. I'm a quite... I'm very functional. I'm medium functional. (laughs) Uh, Feminism has already (laughs) led to more deaths than socialism, (laughs) communism, and fascism combined. All state-sanctioned and fully supported under the guise of my body, my choice. Oh, he's talking about abortions. Mm -hmm. Oh. I thought he meant, like... (laughs) (laughs) I thought he meant that people were just, like, killing in the name of feminism. Full-grown, real people, adults. No. Okay. I'm gonna leave you with this one. Oh, God. I work with many women in my office. None of them work near the 40 hours the men I work with put in. <laughs> That's a whole comment. Mm-hmm. Why? What do you mean? Because that one was like stressed out, working 40 hours a week, can't get pregnant. <laughs> That's just, Oh, wait, I, I have a better one. Okay. I could care less about feminists. <laughs> About feminist? (laughs) Okay, great. From my brief experience from 41 to 44, trying to meet a good woman, thinking that older would be more mature. Yeah, right. Men going their own way made me realize how boring women are. Even if I would find a good woman, I would not get into a relationship with her. Women have no passion. They are damaged goods after 28 years old. Arthritis, lazy, fatigue, no passions at all. Men have so much passions in life when they meet a woman, they forget everything and give themselves to the women. Because this is how we have been, though we should be. (laughs) Aren't you a little too old to play video games, watch sci-fi, etc.? Women shame and manipulate men. I could care less about their, their, like their, whining, crying, and that they ruin their lives, those disillusioned below average fat single mom who think they are entitled to the best. Men going their own way and the red pill free me from this social programming shit. I am now 47, own my own condo, my car is fully paid. Does this guy have a Vitamix? Because I'm thinking about reaching out. And been single for seven years and I love it. I do that fuck I want all the time. There is no price for this. The end. Ooh. My soul. Spooky. <laughs> so spooky. Aren't you glad I didn't read you a brief history of the Cambridge Analytica scandal? Yes, genuinely. All right, you ready for my last one? Yeah. So for my last one, I found you a couple actually scary two-sentence horror stories. Because I figured neither of us would genuinely do, <laughs> do scary anything scary. Stuff. So I got a few scary ones. I'm scared already. You ready? Yeah. Don't be scared of the monsters. Just look for them. Look to your left. No. To your right. Mm-mm. Under your bed. Mm-mm. Behind your dresser. No. In your closet. No. But never look up. She hates being seen. No, I don't like that. That was scary. Not, that's the scariest Spooky. one. Oh, now I'm scared to look up. Well, don't. She doesn't like it. Ah! <laughs> Ready? Yeah. You hear your mom calling you into the kitchen. As you're heading down the stairs, you hear a whisper from the closet saying, Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. I heard that one too. (laughs) I mean, I knew that one already. (laughs) I hate that one. I do too. Here's one. That really troubled me. This one. I never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. Bad. Yeah, that gives me existential problems. Me too. <laughs> Another one. I just saw my reflection blink. That sound effect is so long. We really shouldn't have left that, left that bathroom door open. Stop it. Stop! I'm furious. Okay, I have two more. Whatever, you're trying to scare me. 
This one's the scariest one. <laughs> no. This is the second scariest one. No! I saw my girlfriend the other night. I don't know what's more terrifying. The fact that she's a lycanthrope, or the fact that, instead of eating me, this massive alpha wolf smiled down at me, grabbed my groin, and growled, MINE! <laughs> Here's my last one. Okay. Day 312. Internet's still not working. Ah! What is this sound? It's called singing. I hate it. That's my last scary story. Ooh. That was scary. I'm not scary. Yeah. I do, though. We need the internet. <laughs> Before we finish, I want to read you my full list of ideas because I couldn't finish them all. Please do. Okay, here's the full list, including the ones I did. Bad Yelp reviews. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Internet outages. Like, I was going to find complaints on the Spectrum website. <laughs> I should have just read you all of the um, at tweets for the chi- uh, the Chili's support. <laughs> have you ever looked through this? I like a long time oh ago. God, retwe- that like I tweeted amazing. about how I just would, I felt really bad for the people that run the Chili's support Twitter because all <laughs> the fucking tweets it's are so horrible. So good. maybe next year. Next year. Um, Reddit posts about boyfriends not letting their girlfriends keep their cats. <gasps> that would have made me cry. I know. Dr. Phil fan fiction. Yeah, classic. Um, a list of apartment prices in Los Angeles. No! <laughs> a list of movies where the dog dies. No! Um, emails from baby boomers. Wait, I love that. I know. That was too many to, like, wade through. Uh, and then um, two sentence horror stories. And then a list of billionaires and what they could do with their money. No! And refuse to do. No! <laughs> I love the mouse one. That's my favorite. Isn't that horrifying? The ones that I didn't read to you were um, another post from Men Going Their Own Way called Tell Me Your Relationship Horror Stories. Oh, I want that. Why? Uh, will you send me that? Yeah. Um, obviously, the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. <laughs> um, a creepypasta about Slenderman called um, Boyfriend Scenarios. I think I may have pulled that one for you. Um, a woman on Reddit who posted about how her boyfriend posted a post on Reddit about flirting with a woman at a coffee shop and, um, how, like, he felt like they were becoming, like, emotionally intimate and the girl posted it and was like, he said he was just karma whoring. Like, should I believe him? Oh my God. And then, um, a Reddit thread called, why won't my boyfriend take care of me when I'm sick? <gasps> and everyone's response is... Yeah, it was horrible. Oh my god. Um, good work, spooky. I am sufficiently spooked. That was spooky. Spooky Halloween. Spooky. I'm glad I got to sneak a little real spooks in there. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We'll be back next week with Robert Durst Part Four, the conclusion of our series. It's just scarier than anything we've told tonight. It's true, and we also got our artwork finalized. Yes. So, Merch is coming. Shirts are coming for those that have been promised shirts. And um, I think some other fun merch is coming. So mm-hmm. thanks again for listening. We Thank hope you, you had a spooky time. We hope you have a spooky Halloween. But stay safe. Stay in your lane costume-wise, you know. Yeah, definitely stay in your lane costume-wise. time for our... Please don't appropriate other people's cultures. Although I don't think that people that listen to this podcast would make that mistake. But That's true. That's very true. If you happen to have stumbled upon this podcast by accident and you're one of those people, don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and we will see you next week. See you next week. Have a spooky week. Happy week. Fuckle the buck up. Stay in your lane. We don't know. Spooky smooches. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, when I laugh for real, it sounds like a spooky laugh. I'm like, <laughs> oh god. Good night. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.